Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. We're privileged to be your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're on the air, so together we can transform the workplaces of every Christian into a mission field. Don't forget that you can always get episodes, the latest episodes of I Work For Him on iWorkForHim.com. And we want to hear from you, our listeners. We really do, Jim. And the opportunity to do that can come in many ways. We have a listener line that people, they just heard that they can call in, leave a question um, or a comment for us. And they can do that at 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And if you ever don't, aren't sure what, where to get a hold of us or what to do, just go to iworkforhim.com. That's iworkthenumberforhim.com. We have a contact page. They can reach out to us. You know, we are still very reachable um, and people can text us or email us. Whatever, whatever is good for you, we can make it happen. And we're so excited. We love it when we hear from our listeners. When you guys email us or call us or text us or send, leave us a message, it's super encouraging. Yes, words of affirmation, definitely our number one love languages. So take some time, reach out to us on contact us on iworkforhim.com or the listener line 866-713-9675. You know, when the nation of Israel was formed, our Heavenly Father had it in mind that Israel would be a light to the world, letting a dark and lost world see who God was and how living under his blessing played out. Well, for Israel, that kind of went sideways. But here's my point. The church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, is supposed to be that light today. The church is designed to be a blessing to all of those around us because the power of the Holy Spirit is living in us. The blessing on our lives of living in relationship with God should be impacting all those around us. Presenting the hope of the world was given to us as Jesus followers and includes bringing life-changing innovations to our world in business today. We're going to talk with Tony Dale and Doug Sherman. We're going to talk a little healthcare, and we're going to talk some kingdom solutions. But we're going to, they both hail from Austin, Texas. But their hearts are for change for our country. And we're going to start off with Tony Dale. Tony Dale, welcome back to I Work For Him. Jim, thank you so much. And Martha, we love being here with you. You know, we love hearing your heart. And so often, Tony, when you join us on the air, you always have a, a kingdom story for how God's been working in and around you or things you've seen God do. What's the latest? Uh, well, uh, I guess as is typical, it's uh, sometimes hard to know even where to start. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think if I was going to give the most uplifting thing that I could today, uh, I would look back on a summit that we ran for uh, one of our companies and for all of the affiliates associated with that uh, right here in Austin two weeks ago. And it was just an incredibly uplifting example of what happens when Uh, you openly say in the marketplace that Jesus is at the center of your business. Uh, So loved the summit and loved everybody's response to it. So when you, when you, what did that look like for you, Tony, when you were proclaiming that Jesus is at the center of all that you're doing? Um, Give us an example so people can kind of get a feel for what that could look like. Okay, well, uh, glad to do that. Um, I guess we had about 120 people there who had gathered from all over the country. Uh, two-thirds of those would be uh, affiliates of uh, SIDERA, uh, our medical cost-sharing community. Uh, 
Uh, and they would be uh, really the, the people who are driving the growth of Sudira around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you were thinking in insurance terms, which is what people are more used to, uh, this might be like, uh, you know, somewhat similar to the brokers or, uh, or people who help you think and, and make your decisions. Uh, so uh, I had the privilege of providing the uh, sort of opening talk uh, of, the, of the summit. We had a banquet uh, the evening before for everybody, and then uh, first thing in the morning, uh, I sort of shared what I, I see as the heart of uh, what our business is doing, uh, what our community is called to, uh, and really uh, quite a bit of that was focused around the fact that uh, you really can do what God calls you to do. And I remember specifically, among other uh, passages of Scripture that I referred to, uh, quoting from Ephesians 3 and verse 20, where uh, the Word of God tells us that God is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or imagine. Uh, Now, you may ask in a business context, how how do you get into a Scripture verse like that? Well, the, the truth is it's easy if it's already a part of your life. Uh, you know, whether it's motivational speakers talking about the power of positive thinking, uh, you know, of which one thinks of Norman Vincent Peale and his book of that title, uh, or wh- whether you think of uh, modern, you know, bloggers like Seth Godin and, uh, you know, the incredibly effective way he communicates truth. So much truth, whether the people who are sharing it or not realize it, actually finds its roots, its antecedent, if you like, in the Word of God. And so all I do is, is I draw on these biblical sources and help people understand that when you openly acknowledge the presence and power of God, because after all, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all who dwell therein, not just Christians, uh, but it all belongs to God. And when we'll acknowledge that publicly, it's extraordinary what happens. And, and for me, perhaps some of the greatest uh, encouragement of that conference uh, was having well-known national figures who themselves speak at conferences all over the country come to me and thank me for being so open and telling me how that's encouraged them to take a clearer stand to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, Tony, because Scripture is so... you know. Uh, it, <laughs> You see so many people now bringing Scripture into what they talk about every day, and not always do they... I've seen a lot of guys go under the plain glass version where, where it's, they're not saying, hey, this is directly from the Bible, but they're presenting truth to them. People go, but where did you get that? And then they get to tell them it came from the Bible, but people are remarkably impacted by the Scriptures because they speak such profound truth, and God's Word never ends up void. So, Tony, what do you think about my comment at the beginning of the show, and then I got a question about the companies that I believe that every Jesus follower, the people that, that hang around Jesus followers all over the globe, they should be benefiting from the spirit of the living God that's living inside a Christ follower, whether they believe in Jesus or not, because of the attitude, actions, and behavior of that Jesus follower. What do you think? Uh, well, Jim, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, as, as you read through the Gospels, the, the crowds clamored to be around Jesus. Uh, you know, in the well-known story to uh, a Christian audience of uh, the the woman with the the bleeding problem, you know, it had uh, bleeding for for years and it hadn't stopped. Uh, All she had to do was touch the hem of his garment. Uh, And what a wonderful description of uh, someone who is a follower of Jesus, that they're providing an opportunity still 
for people to touch the hem of his garment, uh, that in touching us, uh, they touch him in some way and are profoundly impacted. That's exactly the way it should be. How do you see that play out out there in the marketplace? Because we are surrounded by people who like that woman. And it was this, the, that was the subject of, a, of our sermon this week at church. The, this woman was subject for 12 years. She'd been an outcast, and she was hurting. She was depressed. She was broken. So much like the people that we are surrounded with all day long in the marketplace and in our workplaces across this country. How, how, does, how does Jesus bring healing to all that? Well, you know, a, a couple of days ago, and you're, you're aware that uh, one of our companies is very involved, the Caris Group, in uh, medical cost containment, helping people in very difficult situations where they may owe massive amounts of money. There was tremendous excitement around the office with everyone being touched as word came through that we had just saved someone over $500,000. Hmm. Now, I mean, this is absolutely transformative. And when you think about how Jesus worked with, with folk, he touched them at their place of need. Uh, and mainly the stories we read are of, uh, of him healing people. Uh, but, you know, in modern society, uh, if you looked at one of the commonest places where people hurt, uh, finances are a part of that. Oh, uh, and it's an incredible privilege to be touching people at such a real place. That This is where the rubber hits the road right. for most people in American society. Tony, you've invited a guest today to join us. Why don't you introduce our guest? I would love to do that, Jim. Uh, and our, our guest is Doug Sherman, uh, a close friend and colleague, uh, someone who I've had the uh, privilege of watching over many years, as at one point uh, his uh, work shared uh, office facility with us. Uh, and uh, out of that, he and his wife and uh, my wife and I have really become close friends. And, of course, Doug is the author of one of the earliest books in the Faith at Work movement, uh, which was written back in the 80s. So mm -hmm. uh, I hope that gives everybody a good introduction. Doug Sherman, welcome to I Work For Him. Oh, thank you, Jim. Martha, really glad to be here. And, Tony, thank you for that gracious introduction. So, Doug, let's, let's just ask, start off with this question. At what point in time in your life did you realize that God cared as much about your work as that of the work of a pulpit pastor or foreign missionary? You know, it's really interesting, uh, Jim, that, that was actually the aha moment for me was that other people didn't see it that way. Um, I felt very called uh, in, a, in, the, in the 60s. I, I'd asked the Lord what he wanted me to do with my life, and I felt that I should go in the military and protect our country from communism. And I had every bit of a sense that Jesus was the one speaking to me about that, leading me in that, and calling me to it. I, it never occurred to me uh, that uh, others thought differently. Um, when I was on active duty, I was a fighter pilot instructor. When I was on active duty, I, I met really for the first time people from more of a mainstream um, uh, environment. I'd come to Christ. Um, my, my father was Jewish, mother was not a Christian, and came to Christ uh, with a vision of Jesus and um, had no real church connection till I was uh, an adult. And uh, But walked with him and met my first church-related Christian uh, as a pilot, and I found that most of them, uh, you know, were morally camouflaged. They had no sense of 
of Jesus being present or of interacting with him or him being Lord of their decisions or their speech or their conduct, that they really saw Sunday and Monday completely, as we all know, uh, very disconnected. And so the aha moment for me was that there were people who didn't think that way, uh, and and uh, as a result of uh, really a, a specific calling Jesus gave me, I um, I knew the rest of my life I would be um, trying to help people see that, that not only that integration, but encounter the Lord in their work, to have real experiences of hearing His voice and seeing His hand, being excited by Him in such a way that that was a contagious excitement and that, uh, you know, they really wouldn't need to be told, you don't steal. Uh, you wouldn't need to be told, you know, you don't, you're not cruel, you don't have outbursts of anger. Uh, not that anyone's perfect, but that um, their issues would be entirely different issues, um, you know, because they were walking so closely with the Lord. So when you had that aha moment, um, what what I, I'm just trying to picture what that conversation was like. Were you um, were you really like dumbfounded when you found out that other people weren't just living out the faith that Jesus had shown you? Well, it was, and and perhaps the most um, profound aha moment was when I heard a, a missionary speaking um, on. Um, how this particular missionary had, you know, been in the business world, but knew that nothing in business really mattered, uh, didn't last for eternity, uh, that, you know, he wanted to be a part of the highest calling on the face of the earth, so he gave himself to mission work, and knowing the damage that that would do to this Hey, Doug, all of a sudden your audio got a little muffled. If you could just adjust your phone, please. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, how's this? It's better. Thank you. Yeah. So. So. You know. Um, so this missionary was speaking. Say, repeat again what you what you said that the missionary said. Well, the missionary was saying basically that he was in business and his life didn't matter because he was just uh, in real estate, and of course, God doesn't care about real estate, and that he wanted to give his life to something that mattered, and only. The souls of men and the Word of God last for eternity, so he was going to give his life to something that mattered. And I could only feel the damage that occurred to people as they listened to that, knowing that on their best day they were a B-team player in the Kingdom of God, um, and knowing that that would lead to a very separated life where Jesus would not be Lord of their work. Um, and if Jesus is not Lord of our work, he's not Lord of our life. And so... Right. Um, I heard that, and there was this uh, there was this internal weeping and pounding the table, saying something must be done. Uh, and as I traveled more, I, I realized that that was the primary recruiting strategy for seminaries and missionaries, and, and that it was very prevalent within the church to say you need to come home earlier and you need to spend more time at church. And this very, very bifurcated world uh, that was being presented where uh, certain things were spiritual and other things were not, what Tony is doing is transforming healthcare uh, in the country. Uh, he is a part of two companies that have a massive transformation with people that Jesus loves and cares deeply about, whether they know the Lord or not. He is a part of extending um, God's love for these people. And so I think one of the central issues of faith and work 
is just knowing why we're, we are where we are. Uh, and I like to think when I go in the doorway of my office, you know, right. Jesus has called me here to help people, and, and I can say, Lord, help me do it. Now, Tony, you grew up on the mission field, the foreign mission field. Uh, and, I did. And, and, but you're a business guy. But what Doug just said that that missionary said were, well, I, just, I, I was in business and I didn't feel like it was making a difference, so I need to quit my job and, and pursue my highest calling. Yet you, growing up in the mission field, you realize that business, you start off as a doctor, really you use your medical wisdom to start these two companies, the Karis Group and Sidera Health. You are at your highest calling. There is, I mean, there's no ranking in the kingdom, is there? Uh, well, uh, whether there's any ranking in the kingdom would be an, an interesting uh, subject, but perhaps not for today, because uh, certainly star differs from star in glory, according to, uh, you know, 1 Corinthians. Uh, and I think God's challenging all of us to expect that we can shine as the brightest star. So the highest calling you can have is to be 100% obedient exactly where Jesus places you. And for the vast Absolutely. majority of us, that's in ordinary, everyday work. Mm. But it's not so ordinary, is it? I mean, there's people involved. There's hurting people. I mean, ordinary, everyday work is really a sacred environment because it's full of people who were created in the image of God. A hundred percent. And whether it's a doctor saving a life or whether it's a taxi driver cheering someone up on their way to the airport after a difficult day, both can and should be doing the work of God in that context. Martha, as we have this conversation today with Tony Dale and Doug Sherman, one of the things we always love to do is to draw attention to why we're on the air. We want to make sure that from this conversation, people grab a nugget on something they can bring to their workplace. What what was one thing so far that already stuck with you that they could take with them as they close the car door today? Well, you know, I was thinking about the fact that Tony said that he hosted this summit for all these people that are in his industry and connected to his companies and that he was able to um, make it very clear to the people that he was around that Jesus was the center of his um, organization and all that they do. And that that always doesn't mean he's standing up there quoting scripture and telling everybody what they need to do, but rather just speaking the truth. And um, I think that people that know Tony know that it's authentic because like he said, if it's already in you and you're living it out, they're not hearing something different than what they're seeing. And so I think that for me is a big takeaway that if it's part of our life, then it's going to come out in the things that we do. So welcome back, Tony Dale and Doug Sherman. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, so, thank- to- Tony, that was that. We're just testing Martha to see if she was listening during that segment. So it's really <laughs> Did good. I do okay? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, here's the deal. You guys are trying to transform the country. Uh, with a kingdom idea, what I what I I've laid out a couple of times, and I got this from a, another friend who really saw it in a vision from God. But God has the blueprints for kingdom building across the country. He's got it in his storehouses, all the blueprints for solving the problems of society. And Tony Dale, you downloaded one of those blueprints, and you created a company twenty plus years ago called the Caris Group, really negotiating down ridiculously high healthcare bills like you shared earlier a half a million dollars wiped off somebody's bill mm. through negotiations but you saw there was a bigger need when obamacare came into place you saw a need for healthcare sharing to come into place why don't you talk about your passion for impacting healthcare in america 
Well, thank you, Jim. I, I will try to do that. And, uh, you know, it, it often strikes me as strange that this British family doctor, uh, who after I qualified was, you know, chose uh, to work in a very poor part of London, uh, would now find myself, uh, you know, here in the United States, uh, tackling not, you know, the challenges of uh, an immigrant population and often their lack of language in the East End of London and this type of thing, uh, to, to moving to a public policy sphere uh, where I'm looking at a country that is going bankrupt uh, because of its inability to handle medical costs. And one of the things that has just become so clear as you dig into this area, which effectively I've been digging in now for about 23 years, uh, is that the more you look, the more you follow the money trail, the more evident it is that a whole system has lost its bearings. It, it's not just lost it, its sense of true north in an economic sense, uh, but it's lost its sense of true north in a moral sense. Uh, and when you have, you know, non-profit uh, hospital systems that are charging, you know, maybe a thousand percent more uh, than a freestanding radiology unit on the other side of the road for an x-ray, uh, when you have blood work that can be bankrupting people just to find out what's wrong with them, uh, it isn't that there's anything wrong with a profit, at least I don't think so. I'm a, a, absolutely openly a, a free market advocate. Uh, but it's when you look at what we can accomplish through the work we do, through the money that is generated and changes hands, and you begin to realize that a system can be corrupted. Uh, and I think you have to understand from our Christian perspective that it's a real thing to say that the whole world lies in the hand of the evil one. Uh, now, obviously, many of my business colleagues, maybe even my Christian friends, would uh, perhaps be uh, appalled to think in such language. But I believe, uh, as John Eldridge put in one of his books, uh, that we wake up every morning to a world at war. Uh, and that war is real, it doesn't mean people understand the part necessarily they're playing in it, but there is so much corrupting influence. Uh, you quoted at the beginning of the program uh, that we not only choose not to be conformed to this world, uh, but we pray, pray to be transformed by having our minds renewed so that people can see what is that good and righteous and acceptable will of God. Uh, and, you know, that means that this whole system needs to re-examine its foundations. Uh, and for us, you know, the, the companies that we've started are an expression of what it means to bring both rationality and morality back into the medical sphere. Mm. It's so great when we um, get to hear from your heart, Tony, because we're talking to Tony Dale, and he is referring to um, his two companies, and we're talking with Sidera.com, and people can go there and check it out to really, you know, it is a lot to try to take in, but to understand that there is a, a great kingdom heart behind what they're doing is amazing. So, Doug Sherman, we have you on the line here with Tony Dale today. Doug, how are you, how does all of this that Tony's talking about involve you? Well, I get the privilege of uh, having a company that sells Sidera uh, to both groups and individuals. And so we are very much uh, drafting in the, in the wake of his calling 
mm-hmm. um, are, are very, very passionate about it. And I think Tony just said it so well. This, I, I think in, in many ways, um, every, everything we do puts us on the playing field of, a, of, a, of, a, of puts us on a battlefield. We are at war. And I, I, I don't fear for Christians who say, man, this is a battle. Uh, this is very hard. It's every, every bit of grace that God gives me for me to be able to live victoriously. I don't worry about them. I worry about the Christians that don't know that they're in a war. Um, and the specific attack that he, is, he has and, and I get to have a privilege in being a part of is the, the notion of health care. Um, he's, he's so right. If you could look behind the curtain and see what's going on with major medical insurance, you, you would see, uh, you would just be surprised that the insurance companies are not aligned with people. Uh, in other words, they make more money uh, the more uh, it, it costs people to have insurance. And uh, Sidera has, has been countercultural uh, and offers a very, very unique alternative uh, to that, which is deeply spiritual. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, a, a person on a major medical policy over a three-year period would very likely pay around $20,000. Uh, with Sidera, um, especially if we add a, a layer of insurance, it's quite possible that for that same uh, cancer, they would pay $350. Mm. And so uh, there's, wow. there's a lot of detail to that, but I just want to give some dimension to the fact that we're not looking for a little bit of improvement. Radical change is necessary. Um, Mayo Clinic finds that they disagree, so they do second opinions. They find that they disagree with the prescribing doctor 88% of the time. Holy smokes. Wow. Well, my, and you know they're in Minnesota, so you know they got to be good. Well, Because I grew up in Minnesota, yeah. so you know it's got to be good. Absolutely. Okay. Well, my my son-in-law uh, was prescribed as needing open heart surgery, and uh, he uh, at at my my request he got a second opinion, and the second doctor said he's not sure what planet the first doctor was on, but he didn't need surgery. Um, can you imagine yeah. how his life at 32 would be different if he went ahead and just accepted what the doctor said? And mm-hmm. so. This, this is the kind of thing, and there's, there's quite a few other elements to it, but this is the kind of thing that needs not just a little bit of reform, but a revolution. And that's, that's what Tony is leading. You know, Tony, I, I was sitting in my dentist chair last week, which is my least favorite place on the planet, and my hygienist was sharing with me how she doesn't have health care because she couldn't afford the premiums anymore. After Obamacare came out, literally her premiums got so expensive and her deductible so high, it made no sense to pay it anymore because she couldn't, she could never really afford to take advantage of the coverage. And this is a story we have heard a hundred thousand times, if not a million times in the last decade. The solution that Sidera brings to the table is a corporate solution. It's a, and, but you guys work alongside other uh, medical Christian medical sharing organizations. But is there really anybody in Washington that seeks the solution that you have? Like the rest of us out here listening to I work for him today, they want the solution you have. Is there anybody else that wants it? <laughs> Well, I think everybody wants it, uh, but sometimes people don't know what it is they want. They don't know what they're looking for. So, you know, we love the Christian healthcare sharing ministries, and 
Uh, it's been my privilege in the Keras Group to uh, work with all three of the, the, the three largest, the sort of three majors that uh, shaped the exemption in the Affordable Care Act. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, part of what drove me uh, was that those were solutions that were only exempted for believers. Uh, and I just feel so strongly that as believers, when we have something good, we want to give it away. We want to find a way to give it to the world. Uh, and whereas it's true that when we began, uh, because of the way the Affordable Care Act was framed, uh, we only began working with groups, uh, you know, I think it's very exciting for people to know uh, that we can work with groups uh, or with individuals, but with individuals we work uh, through our affiliates uh, who mm-hmm. uh, run various associations and uh, other ways of aggregating individuals in such a way that Sadira is able to, to work with mm. them. Uh, so there are answers out there, and yes, there are people in Washington, uh, but it might take me too long to explain that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I just, I want our listeners to hear that, you know, we love the fact that we're able to share a solution um, with them, but I want them to also hear that this came out of obedience and listening to the Lord and driving, um, you know, this idea that if God gives you a good idea, let's share it with the world, because if the world can benefit, then maybe they'll wonder why. Maybe they'll ask the question. And Tony, I love the fact that you just said, okay, there's a lot of individuals out there who want the Sidera Health Solutions, Sidera.com, Sidera.com, and through your affiliates, they can be pulled together, put together in a group, and then get take advantage of us, which is fantastic. When we come back, lots more with Tony Dale and Doug Sherman. Gentlemen, healthcare is an issue in this country, but what's even more important is the impact financially on people when they I mean, when you look at payroll deduction and you I mean everybody listening today has been impacted by the quote unquote affordable care act. I will I will not say what I think it is, but quote unquote affordable care act. And, and Doug, you run a brokerage basically. Clearwater Benefits, isn't that what it's called? That's right. Okay, and and you're you're evaluating healthcare solutions out there for people for groups. What is it that you see the trend? I mean, how, are, are people moving towards these healthcare sharing model? Is this a model that people are starting to learn to understand and adopt? Well, I think I think uh, there is a uh, an adoption rate. I, I look uh, over the last twelve months, and it's surprising. I think what's interesting today uh, for both group and individuals is that uh, more and more people are looking at today's insurance, and they're just saying it's untenable. So in Texas here, uh, a family with a breadwinner at 40 uh, may well pay a uh, monthly premium of 24 to $2,500 a month on an individual plan. Mm. And so, uh, and the max out of pocket will be about 7,900 if they have a single surgery or a single accident. Wow. Well, for most people, they are looking at that and they're saying, I, that doesn't make any sense at all to pay 30,000 a year. And if I have a surgery, I have to pay another eight. That would be $38,000 for a single surgery, and 30000 of it is fixed. So right. uh, more and more people are finding this untenable, and they're open to new ideas. And one of the things I love about what Tony has done with Sidera, um, he said this to me one time personally, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he said, you know, if Jesus were to open a medical cost-sharing company, he was convinced it would be for everyone. And I love the fact that Sidera 
reaches, uh, you know, doesn't require, it doesn't have a faith-based standard. And so Mm -hmm. what we're finding is we're having trouble keeping up with the demand of people who are saying this works in a workplace, this works for an employer. An employer can put people on this instead of uh, something that does require a faith-based standard, especially a larger employer. And so uh, we just recently enrolled a group of 320 employees, and 170 of them uh, selected Sidera plus uh, some insurance with it. Uh, and so what we're finding is that uh, more and more employers are saying, this is untenable, this is unsustainable, we cannot continue uh, down the same path. And at the same time, it's not just the premiums. They're seeing that, and what we always ask this, we always ask the CEO, how many of your people are liquid in order to pay $7,000 for a single surgery, and normally we get less than 5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, Forbes did an article, and they said 70% of Americans couldn't pay a $1,000 deductible. Right. It's it's uh-huh. a terrible, terrible thing for sure. So let's talk about Tony Dale. Sidera is a kingdom solution. I mean, it's a solution from God that impacts everyone even if they're even if they're not a believer, even if they don't even recognize the existence of God, this is a kingdom solution. That's what makes us so great, isn't it? Well, I, I I do love that. I mean, one of the things that drives me is I I see our current environment, which I guess has primarily been shaped by the Affordable Care Act in human terms, or maybe shaped by humanistic thinking in spiritual terms. Uh, has produced uh, in the richest nation in the world, uh, probably the richest nation in history, a context where maybe 70 to 80 percent of the country are functionally uninsured, i.e. they cannot pay uh, their deductible when, uh, you know, they're they're facing surgery or whatever. They've already been uh, effectively bankrupted just by their component of of what they're paying monthly on, on their health insurance premiums. And so when we have a nation that isn't getting the help it needs, and as Christians, we, we can demonstrate the reality of what the Word of God says about the early believers, that there was no need among them because whenever they had needs, they shared. And when we teach people the power of sharing, we're tapping into biblical principles. So absolutely, this should be for everybody. I think you can go online and check out Sidera online, sidera.com, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. You know, I, I want to kind of give a free-for-all on this last part of the show. And Martha, you want to jump in there? Martha's like throwing something at me. You want, you want to jump in there? Go ahead. Well, yeah, you know what I did? I was thinking about the fact that we alluded to, Doug Sherman, that you um, kind of have your hands in a lot of different organizations. It sounds like God has... Um, gifted you as a leader and you know we have a lot of listeners that they they may lead their own organization they may lead their family they may lead their HOA um, where they live whatever it is but it is really easy to be so busy that you are not keeping your priorities straight and I just want to just find out from you if you have anything that you can give to our listeners of what God's shown you in that area well I think (laughs) I was having a conversation with the Lord not long ago, and I was just telling him how busy I was. This was actually a few years ago. And just clear as I, I could hear it, he, he just said to me in the kindest way uh, that I'm, I'm never too busy, but I may be too self-centered. Um, and, you know, the root cause of not fulfilling all that God has called me to do 
is my self-centeredness, whether it's my calling at home or my calling at work. Um, you know, I am called to express God's love for every person, you know, every client, every coworker, every employee, every person in my family. And, you know, it's helpful to know that the root of oftentimes being too busy is not what not being victimized by the schedule others put on us, but just because our own heart has been turned to be uh, a little bit more self-centered. But I, I think, I think uh, you know, the, 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 the most helpful thing for me is to just ask the question, Jesus, what would you have me do next? Or how would you, better have, how would you have me better love this person? Mm. Um, you know, when I, whenever I say, Lord, tell me what you want me to say to my wife to encourage her, every time I do that, I tell her, and she cries, because she knows, um, you know, it, somehow she knew that that was exactly what she needed to hear. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I love that. And to stay in tune with the Lord throughout the day, which no one does perfectly. Uh, Tony and I, we, none of us do this perfectly. But to stay in, Lord, stay in tune with the Lord throughout the day, you know, allows us to not be so self-centered and make us more focused on Jesus. Good word. Thank you for sharing that. You know, Tony, you and Doug are bringing a healthcare solution to this country that honestly, if if you could only get the ears of people who really want to make change, this could really start a tidal wave of change in healthcare in our country. But what's more important right now, as you're waiting and you're talking and you're, I wouldn't call it lobbying, but you're educating people in D.C., you've got dozens of people that work in your companies, both at the Karis Group and at Sidera Health. How do you help them flourish each and every day? How do you make sure that your people understand your heart and the Lord's heart for them? Maybe the quickest way for me to illustrate that would be uh, to describe one of the things we do uh, among many. Uh, but we have a Wednesday morning time here for any employees who want to come called the wisdom journey. Uh, because my experience is that uh, the Word of God teaches us that in Him, that is in Jesus, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, the book of Proverbs is filled with the wisdom of God. Uh, and so we have this time where people come together and, and they will discuss uh, within small groups um, how the, the wisdom that is there in the Word of God applies in their everyday lives. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a wonderful time on Wednesday. I guess, uh, you know, it, it was just electrifying as, as people dig in and realize God's Word is immediately relevant. Uh, so I think let's learn not to be bashful. Let's uh, let's put Jesus and His Word right at the center of our business life. Hmm. And 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 God's Word never comes back empty. Always it always is just causing us to just see Him so much better. Doug Sherman, you reach out to pastors and offer to help them to help their people to understand their call to their workplaces, to their marketplaces, I mean, to their marketplace, to help them understand the top four needs of the members. Do you ever get pastors to say, Doug, I want to hear that? I want you You to teach me? You you, you know, I I wish, um, you know, I do love pastors, and I'm so grateful for what they're doing. I think this is, I, I think like many of us, they're very busy, and helping people walk with Jesus at work sounds like another yet another task for a very busy uh, for a very busy pastor that's inundated with all sorts of needs. 
Um, I don't think it's become a high priority, to be honest. I don't think it's become a high priority for many pastors. And, and uh, you know, I think in many ways their world and their upbringing, you know, doesn't lead them to see how right. much, how desperate uh, the need is. It, it's uh, so true. Think. It's so true. And we're so glad that you're bringing that need out there. We're running out of time. Tony Dale, Doug Sherman. Thank you for being on I Work For Him today, for sharing your story, sharing a little bit of what you're doing in the marketplace. Thank you, Doug and Tony. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number 4 him.com